The story of the Bible begins with Yahweh molding an unfinished creation into a perfect paradise. He places humanity in a garden with instructions to steward this new world on his behalf. But man sins, and with that sin, chaos descends. Since then, Yahweh has been ordering this chaos, and this is the meaning of the Hebrew word shalom. I'll prove it to you in less than 10 minutes. Welcome Bible nerds, I'm David Jesse. I believe that understanding the Bible in its historic, geographic, religious, and cultural context helps us see Jesus more clearly, love him more dearly, and follow him more nearly day by day. Humans really love to avoid conflict, and this isn't the way to bring peace. Welcome to Bible Nerds Daily. Thanks for listening. Uh, this is our fourth episode out of five in our series on Hebrew words that we should understand a little bit better. And if you've missed any of these pre- previous episodes, um, go back, check them out. If you subscribe to the show, then it should already be in your podcast app. If not, you can find them on thebiblenerds.com. Are you ready to give peace a chance? I'm an introvert. I love peace and quiet. And it's why I'm usually awake hours before everyone else in my family. Um, Give me a cup of coffee, my Bible, and a couple of hours with no one talking to me, and I'm a happy camper. And while this is still a wonderful time, it's not peace as the Bible describes it. Shalom is a unique kind of peace that only comes through having conflict, not avoiding it. The Genesis story is the story of Yahweh taking a chaotic world and putting it into order. Genesis 1, 1 through 2. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was without shape and empty, and darkness was over the surface of the watery deep, but the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the water. Without shape and empty, describe creation as something unfinished. It isn't useful. It has no purpose. The Hebrew words here are tohu vabohu. Literally translated, these words mean an empty wasteland. But the Bible doesn't suggest that this status is wrong or evil. It's clay, ready to be placed on the potter's wheel, or paint waiting to be brushed along a blank canvas. It is raw. And this is where Yahweh comes in. He begins separating light from darkness and then heaven from earth and land and sea. Having created the perfect environment, Yahweh now populates creation with birds and fish and animals. And then finally, it's time for the pinnacle creation uh, that he is intending to place within this. Uh, Yahweh reaches down into the dust. He molds humanity. He transfers his own breath into this shell And mankind is born, and it is very good. We're all aware of what comes next. Uh, Mankind is divided into two distinct humans, male and female. Uh, They're given authority over the physical realm. They're told to cultivate it and guide it and to rule it under Yahweh's authority. But Yahweh's enemy deceives them 
and they question Yahweh's goodness. Is he lying to them? Uh, Is there more he's not telling them? And they fall. Chaos falls over creation. What was good now is not as good. Shame, guilt, division, hatred, pain, death. What was perfectly formed is now falling apart. Jeremiah composed a beautiful poem describing this moment from Yahweh's perspective. Yahweh answered, uh, this will happen because my people are foolish. They do not know me. They are like children who have no sense. They have no understanding. They are skilled at doing evil. They do not know how to do good. I looked at the land and saw it was an empty wasteland. I looked up at the sky and its light had vanished. I looked at the mountains and saw that they were shaking and the hills were swaying back and forth. I looked and saw that there were no more people and that all the birds in the sky had flown away. This is creation being reversed. All that Yahweh has done is being undone. Jeremiah even uses the, the words empty wasteland, tohu vabohu, to describe what is happening. In Genesis 1, Yahweh said, let there be light. Now the light has vanished. Yahweh once formed the earth, and now the mountains are shaking and the hills are swaying. Even humanity is missing and birds are no longer in the sky. Sin has taken paradise and thrown it off the potter's wheel. Chaos rules. This is going to be a bit uncomfortable. Before things can get better, they must get much worse. Uh, Think about the clay analogy. Yahweh had crafted something perfect, but our own pride and arrogance took what was good and destroyed it. And now a distorted and corrupt remnant lay on the floor. So Yahweh makes a decision. Says in the same passage in Jeremiah 4, I looked and saw that the fruitful land had become a desert and that all the cities had been laid in ruins. Yahweh had brought this all about because of his blazing anger. All this will happen because Yahweh said the whole land will be desolate. However, I will not completely destroy it. Before the creator can fully repair the creation, more destruction must come. The potter can't just throw the clay back up on the wheel. He must rework the clay and make it pliable to be formed. Yahweh cannot just avoid the consequences of the chaos humanity has brought upon the earth. He must deal with these consequences. This is Shalom. The Hebrew word for peace isn't a denial of conflict. It is the embracing of it. Yahweh doesn't ignore our sin and destruction. He repairs it. Shalom is Yahweh becoming a man, dying on a cross, and rising again to conquer sin and death. And now all of history is moving toward a day when the paradise of Genesis 1 and 2 becomes the renewed paradise of Revelation 21 and 22. Shalom isn't ignoring our problems. It's healing them. We pray for peace, and we should. But we need to remember what this peace really is. Shalom is when Yahweh looks at the brokenness in our lives and steps in to restore it. A lot of the time, this feels like pain. Have faith in his love. He has a purpose and a plan. He will restore order where you feel chaos. He is good.
We cannot have peace without the Prince of Peace. While the Shema might be the most important Hebrew word in the Bible, there is a name that is even greater. In Hebrew, that name is Yeshua. That's tomorrow. Please subscribe to the Bible Nerds Show wherever you listen to podcasts. You can just subscribe and get the Bible Nerds Daily, this series, five to ten minutes, closer to ten in most cases, uh, on Monday through Friday, and then Bible Nerds Weekly, 15 to 30 minutes, where we're going through the most Jewish of the Gospels, Matthew, in its historic, geographic, religious, and cultural context. That one comes out Sunday mornings. Subscribe uh, right now. Just go right now. Click on that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. Bible is a supernatural book about a supernatural God working in supernatural ways. So you need to read it supernaturally. And if you want help with that, then check out Dr. Michael S. Heiser's book, Supernatural, what the Bible teaches about the unseen world and why it matters. There's a link for it in the show notes. You can also find it as the featured resource on the website, thebiblenerds.com. If this podcast has encouraged you and challenged you, then please pay it forward. Consider sponsoring a child through One Child. One Child brings hope to hard places by providing food, medicine, education, the gospel, and so much more that we don't have time to talk about uh, to children that are in extreme uh, poverty. You can become a child champion. You can sponsor a child to learn more about how to do that. Check out the link in the show notes or go to the thebiblenerds.com. Click on the One Child tab. Stay up to date on everything going on with the Bible Nerds. Uh, all of our content, go to thebiblenerds.com and then also uh, follow us on Twitter and like our Facebook page. We'd love to see you on there. She will give birth to a son. You will name him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. There is something about that name. We'll talk about it tomorrow. For now, go read your Bible.